0: What radio, the music you want. Know. What's your host, G's Dan. Learn a lot. Radiowhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with Radiowhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the Radiowhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com one more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are oh, you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Mm. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, I have Taya Coley, or simply Taya, T-E-Y-A-H. Put that in your Google search. Look her up and find Taya everywhere. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, you, you can find her on Instagram and YouTube and uh, LinkedIn and Spotify. Big Records is who put this together. I appreciate the whole stable of people at Big Records helping to push the artist forward. You know, hey, it's it's um, it's what I started doing uh, way back in the 1900s, 1986, when I started uh, wanting to do radio uh, to become a part of the community. How, how am I going to uh, be a part of the community? I know I've had a bunch of Joe jobs since then. You know, I've worked retail and, and, um, shoot, uh, lots of different jobs. Let's put it that way. And not much that, that could be called a career, but radio, I've always gone back to it. And this is really a form of radio where I can help the artist become, well, hopefully they get a few more ears and eyes uh, on their, uh, on their wares, uh, whatever wares they might be. Now, Tia, she is a singer songwriter out of Canada. Uh, I guess it's a it's, uh, Coquitlam uh, out of uh, and Vancouver in that area out on the west side of Canada. So you're gonna get to know Taya in the next few minutes. So stick around. You're gonna learn a little bit more about her. I'm so, kind of excited for you to hear this. Uh, this week's shows, oh, it's a big weekend. Huge weekend. Uh, it's, uh, I got three three public shows for you this weekend. Friday, I'm at the Rab. My regular Friday night gig, The Rab in Conway, Arkansas. The video dance party, karaoke jam, full bar, kitchens open, pool tables. They got a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool, I encourage you to check out The Rab in Conway, Arkansas. And then on Saturday, another public show. Oh, wait, The Rab is from 8 p.m. until 12.30 in the a.m. And then on Saturday, another public show. This time, the Choctaw VFW. I've been getting to uh, to the Choctaw VFW in Choctaw, Arkansas, at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. I'm kind of excited about that. On Saturday night, I'm there from 8 o'clock at least till 12, sometimes closer to 1 o'clock. It's a a full bar. They got uh, kitchen snacks. They got pool tables. They got a big, giant dance floor. And, of course, the video dance party karaoke jam. Good times at the Choctaw VFWs. And what I really enjoy is, um, you know, we have the, uh, the veterans and the, the people that are in the armed forces and they tell stories. Sometimes they get up on stage and they'll sing songs that are near and dear to them, to them. And I'll hear some stories about what, what it's like to be in the armed forces. Yes. I wish there was no war. Yeah. I'm sure most people in this world wish there was no war, but I'm glad that we have people that are fighting for us and fighting, you know, fighting with people that, you know, just pretty much don't like us. Uh, so, uh, I'm glad that we have that, you know, that I I wish we didn't have an armed forces or a need. I I wish all they had to do was uh, was go over there and and uh, and rebuild or or just help people. You know, if we can have a a team of forces that could help people all over the world, that would be great. But um, it's nice to talk to the veterans and the and the people of the armed forces at the Choctaw VFW Saturday night. And then on uh, Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Sunday it is 1231. 23 which I just got uh, my wife uh, just brought it on to me it's one two three one two three if you look at it uh, 12 1-2-3-1-2-3. so I'm gonna have to play a waltz or a country song that uh, goes one two three one two three there's a lot of country songs that are in uh one two three so uh I, I think it's gonna be country so, uh, at least a waltz or two, but I'll play whatever they want. I, I don't even know what the theme is, but I'm, I'm over at the Fairfield Bay uh, bowling alley. First time I've ever been there, uh, Fairfield Bay Lanes, and that's where they're going to have the New Year's party this year in Fairfield Bay, Arkansas. I'm usually at the Cool Pool Sports Grill. I'm there about two to three times a year, but uh, this year they, they've moved it from the Cool Pool Sports Grill in Fairfield Bay over to the Fairfield Lanes. So you could bowl. And sing. I'm going to have the karaoke set up and I'll be playing the music. You could dance, you could sing, you could bowl. You could do all three at the same time. I got wireless mics, so you can hold a bowling ball with one hand and, and maybe the microphone with the other hand. I don't know. That's probably dangerous. I'm probably suggesting things that are probably dangerous. You probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> all right. Fairfield Bay, uh, bowling lanes, Fairfield Bay, Arkansas on Sunday night, 12 31, uh, thir- uh, 23 very excited bringing in the new year 2024 hey are you excited i'm excited (laughs) let me know what you what you've got planned for 2024 well i've got planned right now is to talk to Taya coley Taya, t-e-y-a-h put that in your google search i got her on skype so if you're listening to the audio version check out the video version of this on my youtube page youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys keys dan skyping Taya now Tia Coley, I hope I pronounced that properly.
1: Yeah, you did. I am. Sorry. What are you
0: sorry about? Uh, obviously, that training at Lasalle College in Vancouver has come in uh, well. It has uh, done you a uh, great service. You had all right before we started the broadcast. You had three sets of headphones, four different microphones, uh, two different uh, sets of uh, Skype. Uh, you know, I guess you had your phone Skype. You had your computer Skype. You had you have all kinds of electronic equipment in that room and uh, and I'm gonna guess that's that you're your training at LaSalle College and that's pretty much <laughs> I, you know there's there's very little that I know about you you started singing when you were very very young and you're from uh, let's see I'm probably gonna mispronounce this one I, I know it's Tea Coley but I'm gonna mispronounce Coquitlam I don't know somewhere on the water on the west side of uh, Canada. Uh, You know, Taya Coley. Hi, I'm Keys Dan. Give the people an idea of who you are.
1: Yeah, well, hi, I'm Taya. I um, am a singer, songwriter, producer, recording engineer in training. Um, uh, And uh, yeah, I have been singing as clichés as it really does sound singing since i was a little girl and all that performing it was something that i actually it was one, it's one of those things where i started musical theater and then i discovered rock and roll <laughs> all
0: right i just rewatched hamilton again i love theater i do and my, my favorite musical is uh, west side story the original i haven't seen the new one yet uh i mean t- tell me about your musical theater as you're growing up and you say little girl I'm fifty-four years old. You to me, you look like you're twelve. But even judging by your YouTube page, you can see that you've been honing honing your craft for at least the last seven years. So anybody that thinks you're just starting out, no no no. You've been doing this for a while. I have been uh,
1: doing this for a while. Yeah. There we go. Light look Let at there you.
0: You're getting all lit up. It's like you're a pro. Yeah. You've done this before. You've done music videos. <laughs> I'm looking, you know. I've
1: done one time before, and actually, at that time, everything was prepared. And this time, I find myself moving around like crazy, trying to get things to work.
0: Well, you know what I like, and my uh, my podcast is more of a a learning podcast, and I like it when it's a little more chaotic and a little more raw. I don't edit all that much, so I like to see. Mm And I'm, I'm guessing that my listener likes to see the the real life. You know, what is the behind. Yes. Behind Tia <laughs> Coley. It's not clean. Your videos. No, they're, they're not. Yeah. They're, the, your videos are not um, polished by any means. It's raw. It's a it's a slice of life. And I think that's what people like to see and they like to hear as well. Uh, You know, for people that are listening to the audio version, I encourage them to go to the video version so they can see Taya right there next to me, right there. Yeah.
1: They can see me as I'm just grabbing a phone charger and being a chaotic human being. That's right. Make sure
0: that the phone is charging uh, because you don't want it to die in the middle. You know, we got about an hour that we're going to start delving into the the life uh, so far of Taya Coley or just simply Taya uh, because... All right. Yes. <laughs> I was looking you up, and if you get Googled, and I'm sure you've Googled yourself, you have a place to go <laughs> I, in Australia. You need, uh, whenever you take that tour, the Taya tour goes to Australia, you have Taya Coley, which is a tea company, a tea Coley over in Australia. <laughs> and I want them, they don't necessarily have to sponsor you because maybe they're not monetarily, uh, you know, as uh, well off. Or maybe they are, hey, sponsor Tia Coley. Tia Coley, sponsor Tia Coley uh, over there in Australia. But when you do go to Australia, and I'm going to guess that you're going to go at some point in your life during your career, you're going to be traveling all over the world, uh, uh, you know, singing for the masses, singing for the people. But I do want you to give a very intimate show at the Tia Coley in Australia. I have no idea who they are. They're not sponsoring this by any means have no idea that i'm talking <laughs> about them right now but do you know you share your name with a, a tea company
1: i didn't i, I didn't know, actually know that that's actually hilarious to me because because T A Y A H. but my actual name is with the accent that you actually got on so thank you and it's funny because canada is our second national language is french right but unless the Unless you look at my um, passport or my um, birth certificate, almost every every piece of ID just says T. So it's kind of funny to me because T is actually my nickname.
0: Yeah. And it should be eh? as well. well It should be. And I I drink a lot of tea. I, I, my, uh, my drink of choice is Arnold Palmer, which is half tea, half lemonade. And a lot of people go, that's way too much lemonade, but I do like my Arnold Palmer and like it. it's black tea you know just like tea is any of this other and i know we're starting to talk about tea and and rearing off the music uh you know greatly but i know we're going to talk about the music we're gonna get, get back there to your uh to your career in uh in show showbiz uh, when you were a little girl but but do you, what's your drink of choice whenever you're drinking a drink what do you reach for okay
1: so it, it depends where i'm at if i'm uh usually i i love nest tea i love I love iced tea, <laughs> um, but if I'm at if I'm at a restaurant or a bar, sangria or a red wine <laughs> is All my right.
0: too. well, me growing up in the in the '70s and '80s, uh, you know, that's the uh, back in the 1900s for you kids out there. Uh, you know, I was uh, a part of the Nestea plunge. Uh, we got uh, marketed to by Nestea, and by no means is this being sponsored by Nestea. Please Sponsor me, please. Sponsor Taya yes, Coley, please. please, please. Sponsor, you throw him some, throw, and she'll even go find a pool and do the nest tea plunge. Back in the day, the commercial that. was a uh, you know, a random person drinking their little iced tea, and then, then we fall backwards into a pool of water, and that was called the nest tea plunge. And that was marketing, baby. That was marketing, that was branding back then. But uh, you know, you were. You're a young person who's grown up in this um, in, in this social media, uh, in this branding. You're branding yourself, uh, Tia Coley, I, with the little accent is a beautiful name, beautiful by by all means. But the, the Tia T E Y A H that you've been branding yourself with that's very exotic. It feels, you know, like uh, where is she from? I don't know. Could she be from over in the Far East? Could she be from Africa? From Europe? From Canada? From North America? South America? Who knows where she's from? But, uh, you know, why Why the switch? Why the switch from Tia T-E uh, with the, uh, with the uh, accent A to Taya with the T-E-Y-A-H? Why the change?
1: Uh, there's someone on the big records team named uh, Jason. He's fantastic. He did my EPK, right? And um, he told me it's hard, it's hard to look up Téa with an accent aigou, and I thought to myself, hmm, okay, for branding, that's, that's probably not going to do me anything, anything well, at least. So um, we came up with it, and it was one of those things as well that I appreciate because I, for me as an artist, the only song that I have out currently is an indie rock song. However, mm-hmm. I am working on songs that are from just, I'm dipping my toes in every genre I can, pretty much. So I like how the way it's spelled and the way it looks doesn't box me into any one genre because some logos will do that some names will do that and that's the last thing that I want.
0: Well, I like that. Yeah and you mentioned the the fine folks at Big Records. They're the ones that put us together and I'm very happy with them. I've been talking to a lot of the artists from Big Records and they seem to to really care about the the people that they're promoting that the people that they they have on their uh, on their docket on their team and they they yeah. I don't know do they treat you like a member of the team like uh, do, yeah. do they do they keep in contact with you often kind of uh, you know keep a uh, keep an eye on where you're at where you're going uh, and then whenever you're you're going to one of these uh, well let's say you have evergreen cultural center and and even you know when you're when you're playing in your room, does does Big Records uh, send out uh, little tweets or, or texts to let people know where you're going to be and what you're be what you're going to be doing?
1: I'm a part of the team. I get the final say, kind of thing, which I appreciate because you know records um, labels have been known in some cases, not most indie labels, right, but some have been known to sometimes control artists or try to at least. And I've never I've never had to say. I'm the artist, I'm putting my foot down. I, they've never allowed it to get there in any way. We've always been very communicative with each other and it's been very very much of an open flow of conversation and collaboration which I've always really loved about the label because uh, they allow me to not be boxed. So they've, ne- they've never tried to, which to be honest was a surprise. I was worried that I was going to get pushback but I never have. They're very supportive of me just doing what I, what I like and they do check up on me which is nice as well. I, I haven't done many um, besides one, one time when I was at my friend's studio. Shout out to Red Wave Studio. Um, I, I don't really do a lot of Instagram lives or things like that. I do have a YouTube channel, yes, but um, it has maybe 18 subscribers. It's a little baby channel that I mostly have for myself so I can just share videos of some of my stuff
0: well let's see if we the, the whole point of doing these interviews and, and doing these podcasts is is to try to uh, get more ears get more eyeballs on taya and I, I want that I want that for you I want you to succeed you you're too good not to succeed uh, you know watching you uh, you have this this grin that's in, infectious that's you know when you're grinning, I want to grin. It's like, a, you know, I, I guess, dare I say a joker grin because you go so ear to ear. It's bigger than most people's <laughs> smiles, and I like it. I like it so much. And, the, you know, so, yeah, that's that's just part of it. That's just a part of it. That's what's going to lure you in. That's going to to draw the people in. And then they're going to see you playing on your piano and singing your songs and or, or singing cover songs as well. That's how people start singing other people's songs. And, um, okay, I, I'm going to let people in. And I, I think this is something that I've discovered. You're a, a closet comedian because I have been rickrolled in so many different ways on so many different videos. It, you know, it says, oh, this is a cover of this song. And I'm not going to tell people what song it is. This is a cover of this song. And all of a sudden, here you go. Never gonna give you up, and I go. What is going on here? I just got rickrolled again, again. Why are you doing this to me? Is this something that you do often, or is this something that you did a while ago?
1: <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know exactly what video you're talking about, and that was an assignment. And I rickrolled my teacher uh, back in. Uh, oh, I was in grade twelve, I think, when I did that. That's amazing. Um, Okay, so music memes, Lord of the Rings memes, uh, Shrek memes, Megamind memes, pretty much any DreamWorks movie and fantasy game or movie memes are kind of just something I really enjoy. So I will randomly put them in chats. And I do Rickroll a lot of people whenever I make a playlist. (laughs) I have put the song in there. And um, I have Rickrolled people on the big record's teeth. Yeah. As well, yeah, and uh, I it's not there anymore. But I once had the link to a video that would lead to that was a Rickroll video on my Instagram, and it was the only link at one point.
0: <laughs> oh, it's still out there because I think it starts out with robots or something like that, and then it goes right in to Rick Ashley. Got Rickrolled again. So you Rickrolled your 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 new pal Keys Dan several times today. Thank you. I thank you for that. It was smiley. I was happy, and I'm going. huh, I need to talk to her about this. All right, let's go back to Tia Coley as a little, a little baby Tia Coley. Uh, you know, maybe not such a baby. Maybe a little more fast forward. But uh, tell me, h- how do you pronounce Coquitlam? Is that right? Coquitlam. Perfect. Yes. And it's a city yeah, that kind of, I- kind of reminds me. I'm from Miami, and I, I grew up on the intercoastal, uh, where there was water. That led out to the ocean, and it looks like Coquitlam is on a juddy, uh, like kind of a river type of thing, where you could take a boat out to out past Vancouver and out in to the North Pacific Ocean. Is that something that you you did when you were a kid? Did you spend a lot of time in the water?
1: Um, I, I did when I was younger. Drowned, and a friend of mine at the time actually, um, it was getting to the point where I, I felt I where everything was very fuzzy, and I, I couldn't breathe anymore, and I was feeling I was going to go unconscious. And I remember a good friend of mine at the time, a childhood friend, she actually grabbed my arm and she helped me. I was so close to um, the, the the step ladder or whatever it is to get out of of, of the pool, and uh, she she helped me get out. And after that, I was very afraid of the water. Until my dad was like, "You can't let fear control you. you. You need to get over this fear." And so he actually taught me to swim underwater, and I and I I don't swim as much anymore, but it is definitely something I would like to do again when when I have a little more time too.
0: Well, I mean, people that grow up near the ocean, near bodies of water, it can be hit and miss. You know, when I grew up, uh, I guess uh, Jaws changed my whole way of thinking. When I you know, before jo- there's okay. There's uh, before Jaws, uh, I, I don't want to say BJ. I I don't know, that that has other connotations, but before Jaws and after Jaws were my different, uh, the ways that I thought about the ocean. I'm so uh, uh, sad that you, you had a traumatic experience where you were almost drowned, uh, you know, and and the and the water is, uh, but the, the water is so healing to me. And whenever I get in the salt water, I just feel, I feel like, uh, you know, if I have any cuts, any scrapes, uh, or just the feeling of looking at the ocean, uh, but uh, how how what is your what is your uh, relationship to water now? Is it no, don't go in a pool, don't go in the water, don't go near the water or yeah. do you do you swim?
1: So the thing is I swim well well underwater. however, I cannot swim above water very well. so I prefer I know I know it was it was a trade off in a way, but um pools I prefer. And I do enjoy water in that way now because I agreed with my, my dad, still do. I don't, I don't want to avoid doing something that I once enjoyed out of fear, especially when it's something I can overcome safely and it's not a logical fear. Any, if, um, in the sense that for me, I thought it was kind of silly to not go in the water because I was scared of drowning, especially when there's a lifeguard at, at actual pools. There was not one at the time. It was a private pool and um i ended up dropping my goggles i think in the uh, deep end and i let go of my uh paddle board or whatever it's called kickboard and just i couldn't i couldn't swim Uh, but um now i enjoy trying to touch the bottom of the deep end so it is a fear i got over
0: well, okay. There, there's a lot of psychology to that. There's a lot of, uh, overcoming yeah. your fear. You, you went for it. You go in the deep end. You touch the bottom. You play games with yourself to, to try to overcome those fears. And man, I appreciate that. That says a lot about you. Now, all right. For those that are listening to the audio version, once again, check out the video. You got dressed up. You look, you know, all put together, but you got dressed up in kind of a way that I've seen on your Instagram. You're kind of a, a, a like a princess, like a nerd type of person, like a geek. You, you have you're all right. I get to go to a lot of comic cons here in the Arkansas area. I'm not in my in uh, South Florida anymore. I'm in the, the 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 deep South, but there's a lot of comic cons I get to go to. So I get to see people costumed up. And from what I'm looking at, you kind of look like a Disney princess to me right now. Is this how you dress when you're going out on the oh. town? Is this a thing?
1: It's a okay. thing. It really depends. I I love dresses. I also love band shirts. I also I, I'm everywhere when it comes to my fashion. I was just feeling very water. Tr- so there's a, a show called After Our Last Airbender, and this necklace. I don't think the camera will be able to really see it, but it's the um, symbol in that universe for water. And they often um, kind of some of them have things like this that they wear around their neck. It's usually some sort of um, bone. But I, I I was feeling my. Uh, Water, water tribe uh, fantasy, if you will. Well, here I was trying. I was trying
0: to get off of water, and then we went right back into it. I think I you're you're closeted a little bit of a mermaid. It's possible that you're you're underwater person. You might grow gills at some point with all this uh, technology that's coming out. You know, with the gene splicing uh, that, that's uh, that's happening, you might end up having gills. It's possible you're going to live to 200, 300 years old. By the time you get to a certain age, they're going to solve aging. Uh, for the most part and they're going to say uh well we can uh, do some genetic modification would you like some gills would you like some gills that's a that's a real question that I didn't know I was going to be asking Taya Coley Taya uh today would you like some gills Taya uh-oh hold on
1: it would be it, i it would be it would be interesting to have gills for sure but honestly if i could if, <laughs> it's going to sound ridiculous but i rather have actual health If it were in a world where we could do this and it was acceptable, I would want elf ears. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I speak a bit of Elvish. I'm like, there is the Lord of the Rings fans. And then there's me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so, and it would be interesting, um, to be able to live longer than the average lifespan, which I think is late 70s.
0: Yeah. Don't think I, yeah. Don't think I didn't see your Instagram. (laughs) Where you have uh, <laughs> elves all over it, there's magical creatures. You're kind of dressed like a magical creature at some point. I mean, there's there's uh, there's more layers to Teakoli that need to be explored. Is this something that happened? All right, and I'm going to take it back to what was the what were the musicals? What were the what were the plays that you were doing when you were? Uh, well, I guess when you were a raven, and you could tell people about that as well. Uh, a little raven.
1: Um. So, I I did musical theater camps. I didn't have many big roles. Like I had, there was something called Stagecoach, which was really fun, and then also Arts Club, and then uh, Theater Under the Stars. And so when I was really young, maybe, I'm probably gonna get the age wrong, but I'm gonna guess 11 or 12. I was Dorothy and then Miss (laughs) Hannigan. And um, uh, I was the bookkeeper from um, Beauty and the Beast as well. And in the arts club, it was more you learn a song, a dance, and some acting, uh, some lines. The thing is, though, I am not a good dancer. I'm, I, 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 can, I can act, and I can sing, but I cannot dance. And when I say I cannot dance, I mean it is lunchtime. The choreographer is spending 10 extra minutes with me to get the basic steps. So Broadway was a dream. that I, It was a path I did want for a long time, but I knew I could not follow it. And when um, around the time that I started singing Queen songs and Beatles songs, I no longer wanted to do Broadway. I wanted to do rock and roll. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, the uh, the non dancing thing is 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 not a problem. Uh, Whitney Houston famously could not dance. Uh, in fact, I think there were memes of her before there were even really memes of her. They called her the rhythmless <laughs> nation because all of the songs that she sang. We're standing in front of a mic, and she, I want to dance with somebody, and this is it, shoulder move, shoulder move, and that's probably (laughs) one of the best party songs ever made, I want to dance with somebody, and I'm like, she's not even dancing, she's just kind of wiggling, but who cares, it's Whitney Houston, the late, great Whitney Houston, someone to emulate, someone to be like. On the other hand, there was Janet Jackson, which is why they call her the the rhythmless nation, because Janet Jackson had the rhythm nation back then. So, uh, yeah, there was uh, the whole there's always been, uh, you know, people pitted against each other, uh, you know, with uh, Britney and Christina and uh you got the the, you know lady gaga with uh, i don't know i I haven't really kept up with the with the wars and i I really don't don't care i just know that good music is good music and you mentioned my favorite queen i just uh uh i follow brian may who's the lead guitarist of queen on instagram and he's a great i don't know are you a Hoovian as well
1: uh, what do you? Sorry, what do you mean by that?
0: Okay, then you're not a hoovian. Do you watch Doctor
1: Who? Oh yes, I've never heard. I've never heard that before. Okay, not even by uh two good friends of mine who are huge Doctor Who, huge, huge, huge. They know the history of the Time Lords and everything.
0: Well, now you uh, know. Fans. Now you know that. Now you, I know you're a hoovian. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, the most recent um uh, the most recent uh, Doctor Who uh, specials on Disney?
1: I I need too i'm i'm i need to finish the la- the of the previous doctor i need to finish the uh, last two last uh, last season of that and then get to the new to new ones but i i've actually seen some of the older ones as well a little bit the, the ones from I think
0: the the 90s. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, you know, uh, Baker, uh, Tom Baker, the fourth doctor is my doctor because I grew up with him in the 70s and 80s. He was the one with the the long scarf with the curly hair. And yeah, and I had a scarf that I made my grandmother make for me and I wore that scarf you know, while I was watching Doctor Who, but, you know, geekdom has many, many forms. And I, I know that you delve into it. My goodness, you you have you're costumed. Do you go to Comic-Cons dressed up or or is this, you know, you go, to, go to the grocery store dressed like an elf with your ears on? Oh, hold on a second. Friendum, go.
1: So whenever I watch Lord of the Rings, any, any, any time I watch Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, I have my elf ears. I have a costume. I might be wearing Arwen's dress from the final movie or a costume. And <laughs> I also have a foam sword. So when so when we're uh during the battles where it's like ride for ruin and the world's ending, King in for that. I it was it's one of the it's one of the battles I think in in the third movie. I want to see the battle of Lenny Arch Fields. I go, Yeah, and I actually will take the sword and mirror the movements and I'll pretend that I'm fighting alongside
0: <laughs> Okay, you're watching Lord of the Rings like I'm watching Rocky. I'm fighting against yeah get him get him rocky get him he's the bad guy he's the he's your opponent you gotta get him no you really
1: and i did go to the store
0: what's that that. you do go to the store dressed up like an elf all right and do people look at you or do kids come up and give you hugs look one of the great things about dressing up at a comic-con is kids they come up to you and they they feel like you know you 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 give them that dream that image. Uh, have you ever experienced that where a child will come up and just say, "Wow, you're my hero," and just love love on you, and you get that you get that good feeling. Have you had that
1: happen? So I, on Halloween, because I looked like a fairy, and I had little kids just going up to me and being like, "Hi, you're a fairy," and I'm like, "Yes, I am," and it was just the. Most wholesome thing I've experienced in in some time, <laughs> and it was so sweet. But to clarify, I've only dressed up once with uh, in elf ears because I was at my uh, good friend of mine. Uh, we were watching Lord of the Rings. It was the first time she'd ever seen the Fellowship of the Ring, and I went to get snacks, and there was a save on foods nearby. So I went, elf you ears know, with a cape. You can't forget the cape and um, the jewelry and the long dress. It was hilarious. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, if you do add me on Facebook, you'll see that the, the last few pictures from uh, the holiday season uh, are me in my elf uh, ears uh, with a, kind of an elf costume. Uh, so I'm with you. Hey. I'm with you. Uh, we're uh, kindred spirits in the elf in the elf uh, <laughs> world, but I do not know any elfish. And um, man, I you know when I was I did a little podcast, like a uh, a learning podcast for myself. And between the words elfish and elvish, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien really had a problem uh, between one or the other. If he if he liked one, he didn't like the other. Between and this the the little the elf with the F or with a V V. He had a problem with one or the other, and, you know what? And I know I'm I'm probably going all sideways and stuff, but I'm enjoying talking geekdom with you. I mean, you're you're dressed like a Disney princess with your water symbol on and your little choker collar, and it looks you know you look wonderful. You, I imagine if a if a little girl came up and and just said, oh, you're my hero, and just, just probably want to give you a hug. I'm sure of it.
1: I would definitely, I would definitely give any little child a hug who comes up to fix them a
0: Disney princess. all right well try, try, trying to get up back on track you said that you didn't have any any big roles when you were in school but then you said Dorothy the biggest role was that Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz
1: yes but I was it was like uh that was back with a stagecoach, and it was like a musical theater camp and it was awesome because from musical theater I learned to get the big the big voice now that i have when i sing it came from musical theater because we didn't use mics and so you you need to be able to project your voice and yeah. it allowed me to develop as a vocalist i didn't get better at dancing yeah but you know that's okay
0: no whenever i, I DJ, think, I think
1: it's okay to headbang. yeah
0: whenever i <laughs> dj at kid parties uh you know my favorite one of my favorite songs to sing for them is if i only had a brain and there's a uh there's a version of it that gives you a, a snippet of I only had a brain, I only had a heart, and I only had the nerve, the courage. And, you know, I like those three different uh, parts, and I sing them in different voices slightly. I change my voice to sound like the lion, to sound like the tin man, sound like the, the scarecrow. And, you know, it's part of theater, it's part of a show. You know, I, I don't play instruments, I don't have the talent, I haven't taken the time, and I probably should. But you know, hey, it's never too late to learn. I don't have the I, the time, the talent that you have, where you can play piano and sing along. That is that is a skill. That's a, that's a power that you've been honing for a while. But um, you know, tell me about Dorothy. Did you sing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow"? Did you feel comfortable with that?
1: Uh, actually, no. Uh, that was a uh, that was a song that we all did at the end. I sang. I don't remember anymore, but it was like a. It was a, a song about uh, the wicked witch, and that's all I really remember about it. I remember being about the wicked witch, and I'm t- and I'm explaining how she was flying on her broom, her broomstick, and how I think and how the house began to move, and I um that's really all I remember from it. <laughs> but it's uh, my mother's favorite. It,
0: yeah, The Wizard of Oz is my mother's favorite movie, so I watched it every every year. The house began to twitch, to twitch, and that one, yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The wicked. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember it. I don't remember it all in its entirety like she does. She can tell you every part of that show. But that you know, there, there's music in that. There's dancing in that. There's acting in that. And that's a way to hone your skills. Go into those those uh those different retreats and and clubs that that you know when you really when a, a child finds uh, an interest, a parent, it's it's their job to hone that interest to. To, to water that seed and tell me about your parents. How did they feel about you going into the music business or what do they, what, what do they want you to be when you grow up?
1: So I, I'm one of the lucky few to have a, um, to, to want to know what I want in my, in my life. And I, I've known, I've, I've, i wanted to do music professionally. Um, since I was in my teens, and my parents have been nothing but supportive the whole, the whole way, which I feel incredibly grateful for because I'm, I'm well aware there are some parents who will say, get a real job. It's unrealistic. Give up. Mine were, mine were never like that. They were like, all right, we're going to get you in lessons. All right, we're, we're going to do this and that. We love you. We support you. And it was like we're all on the magical mystery tour. <laughs>
0: No, I like that a lot. There's there's two different ways to parent in my, my, uh, my mind, in my opinion. There's either the carpenters or the gardeners. The carpenters will find a profession for you. You're going to be a doctor, bam, and hammer you until you become a doctor. They're going to take you to chemistry school. They're going to take you to doctoring school, and they're just going to hammer away, and you're going to become a doctor whether you like it or not. Then the gardeners. They plant the seeds. Oh, you like uh, riding a bicycle? Well, we're going to get you a bicycle. You like playing the trumpet? We're going to get you a trumpet. Oh, you like cooking? We're going to buy you some eggs and flour and some milk, and we're going to let you cook. So that's the gardener. They give you a lot of tools in the toolbox. Funny enough, the gardener gives you lots of tools, and the carpenter gives you one tool. You are going to be this because I'm that. If your dad's a shoe a shoe salesman, guess what? You're going to be a shoe salesman, and you're going to like it. So, uh, you know, I'm guessing that your parents were gardeners. Now, what did they do? What did yes. they? What did they? Um, what, did they uh, what What did they do to, to pass their to to make their livings?
1: Um, so, my dad um, um, was a um, director of sales for a company called Kruger Products. And my mom is, um, uh, he's, he's uh, retired now, and my mom is a communications uh, leader at um, SFU right now, at uh, Simon Fraser University, and um, something, something, something like that. Um, and uh, I've been, it, it's been, it's been quite a journey with them, but I've, they've, never, they've never given me any pushback. When I, when I um, said to my parents, I want to go to Nindis School of Recording Arts, they said, We're gonna make it happen and actually something that i uh, i have always been really grateful for is uh there is so i went to um terry fox secondary school for um high school and there um i went to an amazing program uh two one called rock school and the other one is recording arts so for rock school you would meet musicians and you would front your own set at the end of the year we had access to amazing uh, instruments and for recording arts, amazing equipment and um, recording arts was to record a a song. And um, it was just really pivotal for me because that's when I started writing songs. That's when I started learning to sing um, with more of the style that I've developed and to um, experiment. And also that's when I started playing and singing. So my first performances of original music and the, the aha moment of oh I might be onto something like this maybe I can actually do this happened because of that program and a teacher named Steve Sanus and I originally was not planning on going there but until my dad said no you have to do this or something like that and so he got me to go to go to Terry Fox Secondary to do rock school because I was so intimidated at the time by the idea of rock. And I, I wouldn't have gone to Nimbus probably if it, or, or LaSalle if it weren't for that because how I ended up going to Nimbus um, until they closed, that's when I was moved over to LaSalle um, with uh, the other people who were in that program at the time, um, was there were two people who came over to rock school and recording arts. And that was the second aha moment because then I realized I could actually make a career of recording music. My own music, other people's music. And like that was what those two the, the programs at Terry Fox Secondary, the Nimbus and LaSalle together just impacted me so much in my path that I do not think I probably would be on this path if it weren't for that.
0: That says a lot so about really your, Yeah, that, that says a lot true. about your parents. Uh, that um, you know, yeah. you're you're afraid of the water. Hey, let's teach you not to be afraid of the water. You want to go uh, learn about music? Let's put you in a room with a bunch of people that know about music that can help you learn how to hone that craft, how to write songs. You know, uh, for me, I just think, uh, you know, writing a poem, uh, maybe some stuff that rhymes, is that songwriting? There's more to it than that. Uh, You know, when you come into a, a room, and you want to write a song, are you thinking about the melody? Are you thinking about the words? Or is there a combination of both? Sometimes you know, or do you take it to someone or do you sit alone in a room and sit by yourself and come up with something and maybe sing into your into your iPhone or your recording device and try to get something down? How does Tia write a song? Uh-oh, hold on. Go ahead.
1: Usually what happens I write lyrics first. Usually I will write lyrics first and then I will write the music or I will get help from my friends for 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 um for the music. Usually, even in collaborations, I do write the lyrics, or I am the primary songwriter. And um for the music, it's usually split between myself and uh, some different people. Um sometimes I will do the whole thing, the entire um, entirely just on my own, but I haven't done that as much really, and, and because I don't need to anymore, and I enjoy collaborating, I think it is the greatest thing in in any artist's or musician's toolbox, because I do truly believe that, you know, you can, you can write things on your own, and that's great, however, there's a magic that happens when you surround yourself with other people who can also write, because then it's, oh, I like this idea, what do you think? Oh, you want to add that? Okay, perfect, and then you have this song that you would not have been able to create to, the, uh, to and to make it such a song that is awesome or one that you love so much on your own with, w- without their help and um, that's like something that was also very crucial for my development because I I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am now without the people I've collaborated with
0: <laughs> yeah some of the best colleges are collaborative where you sit out in a quad and you exchange ideas you know, I went to uh, to broadcasting school myself and I learned, you know, the pro tools and cool Edit, which is now Adobe Audition. I'm actually recording on Adobe Audition right now. Uh, the audio oh. version of this, the The video version is on XSplit. No, I'm not being uh, promoted or sponsored by XSplit, but I have a broadcast software that records video and I have an audio and I split the two of them because I want to be able to raise the audio. I learned some television as well. It's nice to have all those skills in your pocket. Because now you are are more self-sufficient and you can keep honing those. I I wondered before I went to to, uh, broadcast school, do I need to go to school? That's what you get out of school is you get the basic tools the basic ideas of of how to do it but then you go out into the world and you keep practicing and practicing and practicing do you have recording equipment at your house besides your iphone every everybody with their smartphone has a, a television studio that was way better than anything in the 70s or the 80s or even before uh, you know you have a great recording piece of recor- recording equipment if you have a, a decent smartphone but do you have recording equipment in your house where you can make at least a good demo or can you produce a whole song on your own
1: oh uh, well i don't really need to have recording equipment at home i will mix on i use pro tools and ableton and i will do that to, on my um, on my uh, macbook but i have access to a live room And a console and any day I will choose a live room and console over anything at home (laughs) to uh, to record vocals at at least and especially keys and I have um, You know, I have friends with studios. I'm an intern at uh, Hipposonic one of my favorite studios ever. I love I love being there. It is truly a privilege and um, I've just, I have gotten quite a few recording opportunities from being there. So um, I, I have opportunities to use consoles and um, live rooms. So because of that, I don't really need to have equipment at home.
0: No, it's nice to develop a, a relationship with a, a studio. Uh, look, you mentioned the Beatles earlier. Abbey road was a studio that was made back in the thirties. They recorded, you know, big symphonies of music in that, in those, that same room. But then in the contract, And this is uh, going to the business side of the music uh, in the contract that the Beatles had signed. They said, we want unlimited use of Abbey road. So they had unlimited use all the time that they needed to create, you know, to have their creative juices, whether George Martin, their manager was sitting back there going, when's this record going to be done? When's this record going to be done? Don't interfere with the creativity. It's nice. We talked about that in the beginning. You, you mentioned that sometimes record producers will say, uh, you know, you should make this a country song. You should make this a pop song. You know, if you had a rapper come in on this one, we'd make a hit. And it's nice to have that, you know, a, a discerning ear behind you that could give you a suggestion. But as long as they're not pressuring you too hard to do those things, you know, it's nice that you have your your creative uh, you, you creative uh, control. Uh, so you're delving into a lot of different genres. W- what do you feel the most comfortable?
1: Um, d- genre wise or um, uh, for, sorry, for producing or pr- uh, performing?
0: Uh, go down every avenue. I want to hear it all. We got some time.
1: All right. Um, uh, it's really hard to say because I like to combine uh, techniques and styles of um blues indie rock, jazz um, metal now on uh, some projects I'm working on punk. I've done an industrial song. Uh, it's just kind of any genre that I can dip my toes in I do that. So uh, it's and because of because of that it's it's really hard to say. Um, I guess I'll say rock because it's such <laughs> a br- a br- there's so many it's a broad genre and there's so many subgenres in rock. So I I think it's a
0: little bit of a. <laughs> I like that you can't put yourself I in a them. box. Okay, I know that that uh, styles and fashions come around every twenty years or so. Back in the nineties, that's way back in the nineteen hundreds, there were people that were mashing up hip hop with metal and country with rap and trying to put things together. I enjoyed some of the stuff was like mashed up even there was there was a tv show called glee and they were mashing up the craziest songs you were like how did how are they going to put that and that together but they did it somehow it came together and some sometimes the challenges were in the show oh i want you to put this together with this oh i can do that mm-hmm. bam and whether you liked it or not they were trying something new they were trying trying to to push boundaries yeah, did you watch Glee, or, or or is that way before your time? I,
1: I, I did watch Glee. I did watch Glee. Um, I don't really know if I uh, if I should uh, speak about my opinion of the show. I, I think Hit it's, me. it's an all right show. Okay, but um, I don't love a majority of their covers. To be honest, <laughs> I think I should leave it. At that.
0: <laughs> are you are you more of the um? What, what was the the one the band that was like a uh, it was four guys and a girl um? and they would do a cappella. Oh my goodness. Oh, pentatonic? Uh, Pentatonics. Pentatonics. It was that more I like
1: what they do for some songs. I think they're I think they're incredible. I do like um, some of their original stuff as well. I'm just kind of like when someone does a cover of a song that I really love, if you know, I am a little bit more picky about it. I try not to be, but if it's a song I really love and someone covers it, I feel like there's some things you have to do to to do justice for for the song and and the works of of usually when you're covering an artist, they're an awesome artist, right? Like I feel like there it's important because in a way you're honoring them and their creation as well as make it your own a little bit. So I feel like there's a delicate balance with covers because you do want to make it. Uh, your own you want to put your own spin on it but You also want to respect the beauty of what Of of this awesome Song that you are um, Recreating in a way
0: I, I just heard you in that Whole sentence because that's something that You do you do, do a lot Of covers of different people <laughs> And you do make a little twist And make it your own are you thick Skinned enough to where people If they do criticize you you'll go Yeah I hear what you're saying But no Yes. Uh, you know, will you uh, will you ta- will you take the criticism if it's constructive or or you know, I mean there's there's always people that are trolls out there that are going to uh, I I've never met a hater that's doing better than me. Let's put it that way. Anybody that that's ever hated on me uh, is is just wants what I got, you know. But um, you know, hmm. are you thick skinned? Do you do you read the comments?
1: I haven't really gotten any negative comments or any comments at all, but if if there were to be some, I think what I would do is because I do Love to improve, so you know. So in saying, mm, maybe um, I don't know, maybe it would be cool if she did this kind of thing with her voice instead of that, or mm, maybe she sounds angry in the song or whatever. I, I will, I will take that and I will actually think about it. I will give it however much time I think it deserves, and you know, if there is merit to the argument, then uh, yeah, maybe I will apply some of that and try it because. You know you, you're, you can never lose if, you, if you're trying something if you're trying to apply something from um, someone's critiques all right in my opinion music if you just try it you don't have to you know you don't have to commit to it but just trying it
0: along those same lines I, I do karaoke shows every weekend on Friday night I'm at the Rab in Conway Arkansas and there's uh, my shameless plug and people come up to me quite often they'll say what a, what should I sing I say sing a song that you know. Something that you know, the, the, at least the basic lyrics. Yes, they're going to be up on the screen. The background music is going to be there. And, but do, do something that you know, something that you like. Oh, what's the crowd like tonight? Are they a country crowd? Are they a hip-hop crowd? No, no. It's all about you. It's what you want. And do you, all right, there's something that people do on, on Instagram. I've seen a lot of, of artists say, uh, uh, ask, me, ask me anything. And maybe they'll fine-tune it down a little bit ask me to sing whatever song you want. Would you be open to have that kind of a day where, hey, uh, you should sing If I Only Had a Brain? And you'll go, okay, let me learn that. And then you do an Instagram about it. Again, because I know that social media is a big part of the industry now. Branding, it's tough. I used to only have to have two turntables and a microphone. Now I need to have the lighting. Now I need to know how to do Instagram and. And uh, Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter. Now it's X. Oh my gosh! I dead named Twitter. Don't let me do that. You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of interesting how the the music business has changed. That you have to have so many followers before a venue even looks at you. Uh, what do you, How do you feel about that?
1: I don't. I don't love it. I don't. I don't love how there are companies that will not hire people or venues that will not even bother to give a listen to someone's art if they're under a certain number of followers, because I I, I think that's unfair really to the artists that may be a hidden gem. I think that, I think, you know, that, that to find those people who are unique also something as well, um, you know, sidebar people who are unique aren't always going to be loved by everybody. If they were, then I feel like they wouldn't be considered unique and you know, and because of that, I feel like there's some amazing, just amazing artists that people don't know about. And it's unfortunate that, you know, not having the best social media game is going, would be so detrimental to you as an artist. Because usually how you make money is live live, live gigs, merch, yeah. you know. Spotify pays, I don't, what, what was it, like 0.3 cents a stream? Uh, something, something like that, right? It's quite, it's quite little.
0: They're doing something. They're, I mean, at least it's a little something. But you know, we're not selling records yeah. anymore. We're not selling CDs. All the records that I own are pretty much pasted up on the wall right here next to me. I got, I got uh, two cds and a record album I have one record album in the closet I need to put up on the wall i, I don't even have a, a a turntable anymore everything is is digital wheels of steel and yes I can mix i can I can cut I can do all the stuff that I used to do with my turntables but I have every song in the world at my fingertips this weekend I'll be playing taya songs you know I'll play your your one uh, original song what what is the name of that original song by the way
1: Thorne. what is it thorn
0: Thorns, thorns. I got that right here. Looking at it, you know, and, and I, I'll, I'll play that, and they'll go, "Who is that up on the screen?" Because I'll play the video version of it. Who is that? Oh, that's uh, Taya Coley. T- Taya, you should look her up and and add her on on whatever. That's my job as a as a club <laughs> DJ, as a radio DJ. Uh, you know, to put your Your name out there. That's how how it's symbiotic here. Now, with this podcasting, I don't get to just talk to you for 15 minutes on the air, on the radio. I could talk to you for a full hour and learn a little bit more in depth. Yes, you could have sang a bunch of songs on this thing, but no, if they want to hear you sing, go to the YouTube, go to the the Facebook, go to the Instagram, you know, and add Tia, and you'll see uh, through the years where you started, you know, singing on your own. The first YouTube video, guess what it's called? My first YouTube video. And it's you singing, you know, just singing a song, singing your heart out in your living room, doing your thing, and it has progressed through the years. People want to know that you you have progressed, that you've honed your skills. You have. You're opening for people now. You're opening for other artists that have been around a little bit longer, and now they're saying, hey, that girl's got the goods. She's got the goods. I want her opening it for me. It's good. It's good, Taya. You're getting it. You're there. You're so
1: exciting, and I am. I'm just like so grateful for everything. It's just been. It's been. You know, it is. It is really cool to be discovered at a singing competition and signed. I didn't. I never saw that. I never saw that coming. So I'm like, it's been so so cool and so fun.
0: Now, you. I'm guessing you started learning uh, the piano when you were in that that school that 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 little that club that you were uh, with the other. Artist, uh, you learned the piano and, and what, what other instruments, or did you pick anything else up?
1: Um, I picked up, uh, so I, I learned piano different at a different school. I started playing and I mostly taught myself, and then I had um, two years of uh, piano teaching so that uh, I could break some of the bad habits that I made because I, <laughs> I taught myself uh, mostly. And um, I, I did play bass for a little while. Uh, But I got, I injured my uh, rotator cuff a year back. So I'm hoping it's, I believe it's healed now. So I'm hoping to get back into playing bass, change, change the bass strings and get the amp out again and just rock out and uh, maybe eventually play bass on some of my songs. That's the, that's the hope for that.
0: (laughs) Did you hurt your rotator cuff playing bass or was that uh, unrelated?
1: No, um, it was a... um, I was a cashier for two years, and it was a repetitive strain injury because I was uh, working at a grocery store during COVID times. So we had to clean baskets, and I wanted to be the fastest at it, which was so silly at the time, but I I felt like I had so much to prove. It was my first ever job, and so I became one of the fastest cashiers there, but it did cost me quite a bit with my... uh, with my wellness, unfortunately, but
0: I am healing. (laughs) Wow. Well, we have that in common. Uh, One of my first uh, jobs was a a cashier at a grocery store and my little brother was the bag boy. So we had races against each other. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw (laughs) there was, there was a movie called like big store or whatever. They had races where they would uh, uh, pass the, they would cashier and, and, um, and bag the groceries. And yeah, we, we used to race each other and he would get them all. In, in squares, in paper or plastic, it's a good job. I'm glad that you, you say that you had a cashier job. It's nice to have, you know, real world experience because there's a lot of artists that go into art and they don't know how the real world, world functions. It's good to have a Joe job, work at a fast food, work at a grocery store, work at, you know, retail and, and find out how people think before you go off and get into this fantasy world. Because it is a fantasy world, some people make a good living at it. Hey, uh, making pretend that you can do a good living at it, and I want you to succeed in that. But you have real world experience. You have stuff to uh, to um, muse from to make songs. Now you can write a song about grocery show- stores and and cashiering. And hey, and don't think it's it, it wouldn't become a hit. It it probably will be the biggest hit because people are going to relate to it. Have you ever written a song about about real life?
1: Uh, yes um a lot of different a lot of different topics i have a song about um my relationship with time and also um what i've noticed about how people um how people will wait for opportunities that they'll think it's not the right time and and because of that and because of that because of just waiting and waiting what they're looking for what they're what they want they don't get it It never it never comes because it just passed them already because they just waited too long. I have one about how, um, how um, some people will follow trends in the form of uh, changing their personality even. Well, it's trendy, but then when it's no longer cool, they will um, no, they, they will look down on people like that and it's just about being quirky and being, being being yourself really and not letting people change you. And that one's called Coloring Outside the Lines. I have stuff about my life with my mental health. I have stuff about, I have, I have really heavy, heavy, um, heavy songs that were really hard to write and hard to perform, hard to um, record and mix. Is and this, I've, it, I just have a bunch of different stuff.
0: <laughs> is this all available on your Spotify? I do have the link for that.
1: Not, oh, these are, these are upcoming songs. <laughs> they're, they're being recorded and uh, mixed right now.
0: Okay, but they, uh, you, I mean, how far in the process are you? Are are they they actually being mixed and mastered right now? You've already laid it all down.
1: Um, well, I so right now for time, so with, so with uh, big records, we, we, the plan is three singles and then an album. The albums I don't think will be released until later on in twenty twenty four because you know when you release a record, you want it to be, you just want it to be like really really polished and good. And I am a perfectionist sometimes, uh, but outside the lines is like a very new wavey, cure and um, punk rock kind of style song. That, and that one's like I'm I haven't done the vocals for it. I haven't done the vocals for it yet. Um, I only did scratch vocals, but we uh, my. Um, Friend Chris, who's known as like Jemuri. Um he's he also uh, mixed thorns and helped produce it uh, with me. Um, he uh, he and I wrote it, I wrote the music together, and, and we just I would every time I go to his house, we, we we end up making music, and it is one of the best ways to really uh, come up with stuff to to be there, go to his house he has guitar and he'll, he'll play guitar or we'll play keyboard parts and, and just write something. And it's, and the song is almost fully ready and formed or, um, usually by the end of it. So I always love that. And then time is it's in its final mixing stages. I'm mixing it in 5.1 and um, planning on, uh, Oh, um, surround sound. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. I, I
0: haven't play. heard um, 5.1 uh, yeah, since surround sound first came out. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the- we're mixing it. Five point one. <laughs> You're going to be able to watch that on your television screen with your with your sound bar with your uh, your five point one yeah. surround sound. I, you know, I know the Who uh, when they were doing quadraphonic, and there were there was a lot of experiments with sound over the years. And I like you know mm-hmm. the Queen used to do uh, you know one ear and another ear. You uh, the um, yeah uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is got a moose, moose. You know, you go from one ear to the other. It's fantastic. No, it's nice that you're experimenting with uh, the ways that you're recording, and not just the what is being recorded. But um, oh, I'm so excited for you! Things are happening on the horizon. I didn't even know people yeah. made albums anymore. I thought it was all singles, where you can buy them on on Apple or, or uh, you know or Amazon for ninety nine cents or a dollar, yeah, fifty or whatever each, and uh, or maybe go to your website. I know that um, I, I didn't find a website for you. I know that you have. A uh, big records dot world uh, forward slash taya is out there and but I do have uh, links to your Facebook, your Instagram, your YouTube, uh, your LinkedIn. I don't know, man. I got a LinkedIn. I have no idea what it's for. I have it out there. People keep adding me on it, and I go, I don't know. All right, am I a professional businessman? Let me put my suit on and uh, and get on LinkedIn. <laughs> but uh, it's it's you know I make sure that I have all the the links, the various places. So, so I can, uh, hopefully my listener becomes a stalker of uh, Taya Coley. And that's such an accurate word. Uh, please stalk her. And uh, if you go in her Instagram's business only in her, I, I ams I- business only. Okay. Only if you want to collaborate and make a great song, or if you want to invite her to, Happy to go questions. sing at your venue, what is it? What is it? What, what are you open to?
1: Um, that would be great. I'm always, my DMS are always open. I people have, questions if people want to collaborate people you know, like i'm a very open person i love it when people interact with me about my music and so my they are open but yes um
0: i know that, that uh, when i do yes that's right business only no when i do, uh, I, do
1: so, but- <laughs> I play
0: video games you know that when i'm doing lives i'll play video games just to kind of wind down i play way too much Fortnite. old man playing Fortnite. stop it stop it man stop it I need to find a different game, something a little more uh, age appropriate. Screw it, I like I like Fortnite, I like it. So, um, uh, but uh, that's my live. But uh, the thing is, I'm not making a schedule. I don't let people know when I'm going to be playing. I just go and play and I'll, and go live. Uh, I, I, I'm hearing tell that you're supposed to make a schedule. Have you made uh, any kind of an effort to tell people, hey, Wednesday night or Thursday night at 7 p.m. I'm going to be on my piano and I'm going to be playing live, so I want you to come in and get some chats. Have you done anything like that?
1: I need to because I've been thinking about doing some lives, especially for um, when I record. Depend, you know, depending on the studio, some might be cool with it, some might not. Um, but whenever, whenever I'm recording, I think it's just really fun to to do that. So I'm thinking of maybe doing it like that. I want to, I want to do something where. I can talk about the stories behind the songs and how they're being made um, and kind of document the process more, somewhat for posterity for myself, because the experience, uh, I treasure the experiences and I love to look over. All right, we're back. All
0: right, sorry, I lost you for a second there. Uh, No, we're we're winding down. uh, I think I just lost uh, the last little bit of what you were saying there. Uh, But uh, oh, you, you went to a totally different camera. Totally different device. Is that where? Did you switch devices?
1: Same
0: camera. Oh my goodness! You look. What happened? Yes.
1: Better now.
0: Yes. Okay. All right, let's start over again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right, hey, look. As we wind this thing down, I want you to give shout outs to people that have helped you along the way. I I know that we've really only scratched the surface of who Tia Coley is and Tia. Uh, T-E-Y-A-H. That's what you put in your Google search because if you look up the other thing, you're going to find that tea company. She has nothing to do with the tea company. Not yet. Not until she goes to Australia and goes and plays for those nice, nice people at T Coley in Australia. And I, I, you're going to be traveling all over the world. Is that something you're open to? Is that something that you want?
1: I would love that. I would love that. I just need a good band to tour with. That's kind of why I haven't done a lot of live music because... I don't love doing tracks, and I also, yeah, I just don't really love doing, uh, performing with tracks. Sometimes it's okay, but I feel like it's definitely not the same. But then now I need to find people to play the songs, and who can play different styles, and who are open to playing different styles, because it's not fun working with a musician who doesn't like the genre you are making you, the genre that your song belongs. And, and it's uh, especially doing that live for um, a set of like 10 songs, for example, I, I need to find, I need to find the right people.
0: Hey, players got to play that, you know, people that, that like, I, I know a guitarist very well and he play, he's really into heavy metal. Whenever he does something on his own, it's metal. It's as hard core as ever, but for his <laughs> bread and butter to keep his skills oh. up, he goes and plays with a southern country band. He goes and plays with a pop band. He, you know, and and they're all over all over Arkansas, really. Uh, so uh, you know, if you like to play music, you're going to want to play. But uh, give some shout outs mm-hmm. as we wind this thing down. I know I've taken a lot of your time. I've enjoyed this conversation immensely. So I'm learning about you, learning about what's behind the music that you know the different videos, and uh, learning that. Yeah, you Rick rolled me on purpose. You did it. Okay? I did. Yes. I did. You got me. Oh, and now you're <laughs> dabbing. Great. Great. You kids with you and and your dabbing. and brand. your twisted sister and your Rick Ashleys. You crazy people. All right, no. Uh, give some shout outs and, and I don't want this to be the last yeah, time that right. we talk. Go.
1: All right. Mom, Dad, I love you both. Um Chris, a.k.a. Gemody, my and um Trisha. Big Red, they are they are a part of my dream team. They like you guys are are the ones that help produce my stuff and mix my stuff and and work with me. Ivan, Ivan A or Ivan Azarov, amazing summer Thank you for working on Thorns with me. Uh, th- thank you, Hipposonic, for uh, letting me join such a wonderful legacy and family. I love I love you all. You guys are awesome, Chris and Anton rob you rock um noah you're awesome you're all just incredible um steve sanus from uh rock school and recording Arts. Is, i wouldn't be here without you
0: it, is all that Every in the coquitlam area or vancouver where is that studio uh,
1: that is vancouver coquitlam um everywhere you know like oh gosh there's so many dean spencer spencer from class as well um uh adam if they do see this they, they know they they know, they know who they are these are instructors adam is an instructor of uh adam fulton's an amazing lasalle instructor and um engineer dean in is an incredible engineer legendary dude who um, was one of my teachers um spencer please who is um, one of my teachers as well And, um, yeah, there's, just (laughs) yeah, I don't want you to get (laughs)
0: faulted if you miss anybody. No, I know I put you on the spot and everything, but, uh, you know, you have this stable of people that you're working with now, not just at big records, but also at the studio there that you're going to find a a group of musicians that are not only, well, not only going to want to play the music that you're writing, that you're bringing to them. But have the the right schedule that they can go all over the world. You might need a stable of musicians, a, a couple of drummers, a couple of bass guitarists, a cu- unless you start playing bass yourself. You know, a couple of uh, keyboardists, a couple of people that can play lead or or uh, rhythm guitar that can travel. Okay, are you available to go to Australia to go visit T. Coley over there? Uh, so let's go. Let's take the let's take the jaunt over and uh, go play because they're gonna. They, we're so excited. That Taya Coley is going to be coming to T. Coley. Man, I, I hope they get a bump over there. I hope people come in and start drinking a lot of tea and going, you know, I, I saw you on the What Makes You Famous podcast. And yeah, there's a girl named Tia Coley. And, uh, you know, that was really good. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, no, I, I want you to, to go further, go all over the world. Is there is there any place that, that you uh, play on a weekly basis or, or is, it, is it sporadic?
1: Not, not, not yet. Like, um, I haven't performed anywhere live since um, opening for Susie. I'm hoping to maybe do some, uh, like just performing maybe at some bars and doing some karaoke nights, doing open mics. I'm thinking of just getting out there because it's great practice. It is. And I'm just so focused as well because I'm producing other people's music and I'm like engineering sessions and, and mixing. And then I'm working on, an album. I'm working on the singles and it's just at school and everything's crazy um, But I really do want to hone my skills more as a live act as well because I think um, You need to be able to perform live because they're like as someone who does mix I can say You can take someone who may not be the greatest and make them sound great in a studio. It is very possible to do that now It is not that hard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't have the same soul of, of a musician's good and you can tell depending on how the mixing is done, but it's, it's easier to mask bad singers and bad musicians. Let's just put it that way. That's and I'm trying to put it that way as respectfully as I can, but live, even when you're an amazing live mix engineer, us, the audience can tell. Yeah. And I think it's so important to, to be able to have the transparency of being good in the studio and being good live.
0: Hey, there's always tools, click tracks and auto tune have been around for a long time long time you know it's like a carpenter going out with spackle and paint it makes a carpenter what he ain't and it's nice that you know different aspects of your of your uh, uh, of of the audio uh, because you know like a uh, in the film uh, industry the actor may work yeah once a year but the cameraman the sound engineer the director they work all the time so it's nice that you have the behind the scenes as well and you're producing other artists you're so valuable. You're so valuable. You're making yourself valuable in this industry, and that's fantastic. All right, Taya Coley, I'm taking a lot of your time. What's the best place uh, to find you online? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? What, what's your your favorite place to go visit with people?
1: It is Instagram. It is Instagram, and it's uh, Taya official. So it's T E Y A H official again. DMs are open as well. If you want to ask me questions, I'll probably, if I can, maybe do uh, some lives for that. Like if I can get if I can get enough people interested in asking me, you know, I'm not like, I'm not a big artist right now or anything, but asking me questions about my music or projects that are coming up. I have a music video for Thorns that we're planning that we should start shooting in January. So you know, like just I love answering questions. I love it when people engage with me and I, I love talking about music so i really yeah i would appreciate it if uh, some people dm would me or you know showed, showed a little more interest
0: <laughs> no i appreciate yeah. the music video I, i'm a child of the mtv uh generation mtv exactly used to play right. music videos they used to play music videos they really did uh you know and i i know that you're you say that you're you do lives and you're not sure that people are, are watching just, I know there's one of your videos. Just says into the void. Yeah, you're playing into the void. It's there. It's out there for people to see at any time. And
1: I love how you actually watched all these old videos. You know how hard it is to find. No, it's it's rest-
0: not. It, look, I got the link to your to your YouTube right there. Okay, go click it and and watch everything tia coley everything tia
1: yes all
0: right all right uh okay once again we'll talk a little bit later uh i always finish these things off with last words for the people this could be words to live by this could be something you heard a long time ago uh something you wake up with maybe a mantra every day or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time tia coley tia t-e-y-a-h Give the last words for the people.
1: It's important to not care if your quirks are out of fashion because you are you are not going anywhere or being anyone for anyone's attraction. You should follow your own passion and be happy coloring outside the lines.
0: Well, there you have it, party people. Taya Coley. Taya, T-E-Y-A-H. Look her up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Big records got her on her on their roster. LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Hey if you want to get her a desk job at your record company, do it. do it. Look her up on LinkedIn Spotify. If you want to get her a couple of pennies on her uh, on her current thorns uh, that her or her one original song right now but more songs are coming. They're in the works. They're in the percolator right now getting ready to be released in 2024 so 2024 is going to be a big year for taya Coley I'm so excited so excited to see the music video for Thorn. that's going to be coming up real soon yeah yeah a lot of big things I'm so excited for Taya Coley taya I just gotta say taya because <laughs> T Coley I can't be- I was I was looking her up in Google and the 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 T Coley shop in Australia came up and I thought that was a I I, I got giddy. I got a little giggle out of it, and I'm glad she got a little giggle out of it. I'm surprised she didn't Google herself. Hey, not everybody Googles themselves like you do, Keys Dan. (laughs) Not everybody is self-centered like you are. I know. I'm talking to myself right now. Taya Coley. Taya, T-E-Y-A-H. Looking forward to hearing more from you. I'll be following you around on your socials. Find her on Instagram. That's her favorite. Taya Official. T-E-Y-A-H Official on Instagram. All right, party people, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's keysdan, DJ djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys,
1: this is Shelly G with a fast fact. China has the most TV sets, equaling 500 million. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com.
0: If you like what you hear, follow what makes you famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes you Famous? Follow on Facebook at what makes you Famous. Follow on Instagram at what makes you Famous. Follow on Twitter. At makes famous and follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast to review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story. On my podcast, What Makes You Famous, call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash KeysDan. What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hey guys, this is Shelly G., she said, what? Well, you are going to have to listen to the countdown to hear what I say. And make sure to keep listening to Ready A What for more information and trivia. She said, what?